Yes, 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 people. We are now in day six of the BFI London Film Festival. And today we have one film and two interviews. Real fun interviews. Uh, it's just always a shame that we don't get a load of time with, um, you know, the directors and talent. But they were very fun. So people, sit back and I hope you enjoy. Okay, so today we checked out Cicada. This is the new film from co-directors Matt Pfeiffer and Kieran Mulcair. It's produced by Ramfis Mithril and Jeremy Fromm. Um, the film is written by Pfeiffer. And it stars Pfeiffer, Sheldon Brown, Kobe Smudders, Sandra Blue, Michael Potts, Scott Adds, and Bowen Yang. Okay, um, the gist of the film is this, okay? It's inspired by experiences of... Um, Pfeiffer and Brown. Okay. Uh, it's an intensely personal and poetic exploration of trauma, love, and the complexities of navigating an interracial relationship. Like, um, Pfeiffer plays Ben, a young bisexual man coming to terms with his own identity when he falls hard for the still-closeted Sam, played by Brown, who is working to heal his own wounds, both physical and psychological. As the intimacy between the two men grows, seemingly in tandem with the New York summer heat, the darkness in their respective pasts can no longer be ignored. It's one of those films that kind of catches you off guard. You know, I wasn't really sure what to expect, right? Really wasn't quite sure what to expect, you know, what kind of film is this going to be, you know? But, yeah, it's interesting, people. It is interesting. So, it's set, um, you know, in, uh, like, 19... No, sorry, not even 19, 2013. Right, it's set in 2013, and we've got the, um, Kandeski. Yeah, the wrestling coach, right? We've got the Kandeski, um, hearings happening as a kind of, like, subplot, as a, uh, yeah, tool to, um, well, it's an extra character, even, you know, it's an interesting, um, like, I feel it's an interesting way to kind of bring out elements of the story, you know, now, the way it all starts 
it kind of catches you, like, there's, you know, I'm just like, what, I don't know, huh, and, and we go from this kid, this little kid in front of a house, like, staring at the house, to then suddenly, we would bend, and yeah, I'm looking at him, just like, what just happened there? Like, what was that? How do we get from... Hmm. And it was... Yeah. But, like, it all does become clear. Right? Everything becomes clear. Now, what we have... Right? We get a... I guess, an insight into Matt's behaviour. Right? So, it, it just starts off and he... Is <laughs> Matt is uh, running through New York? Let's say anyone, yo, it, it, just blink at Matt and it's go time. <laughs> Which is strange. There's also like before. So before all of that, we we have him. Well, we have him talking to a girl at a table. She's telling him this odd story about ice cream. And you get the impression that he's making eye contact with a guy at the back. So, yeah, from that moment on, then we're just like full speed. Full speed into hookups, interactions. And it's kind of this fast, loose, yeah, kind of fast, loose lifestyle. You know what I mean? That's the kind of vibe we're getting. But we also see there's other shit there. Like he's on the floor of his room holding a box, crying. And his roommate is just like, What's going on? Huh? So that we, we, we realise that there's all this stuff happening. All this stuff happening. But we just don't... We don't have the answers yet. But it's interesting. Right? Then we have him... He's talking with his sister. And, um... Yeah. I think, like, she understands... You know, what's been going on. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a, a a phrase, a turn of phrase. How his sister Amber puts it. Wait, you're back on the dick. You're back on the dick. I thought you were gonna marry Riley, and now you're back on the dick. It's just like yeah, real, real sisterly love right there. But you know, what I mean? it, it it's not an act. Like it's not really an accusation. You know, because then she, you know, she hugs him, tells him he, she loves him and all of this. But we're kind of, you know, but even in there, Matt seems disconnected, right? There's this disconnect. It's kind of like going through life without the user manual and you're stuck in one gear, you know? That's kind of the vibe we're getting. And 
then, then old Ben meets, um, yeah, Ben meets, um, Sam, Ben meets Sam, right, and he's, um, they're at a, a book, a book place, book market, I guess, I'm, I'm assuming they're probably second hand, Right, and they're there, and he drops the worst motherfucking, the worst line, the worst, like it's cheesy as a motherfucker, right? And I was like, yo, did did that really work? You know what I mean? Because it's based on true shit. I don't know. Did that really work? Because it was, it was bad. It was bad. But see, the thing is, Sam knows it's bad, but but I think he feels it's charming, right? And we just. Now see this grow and develop, right? And I think from the previous interactions that we've seen, as I said, it's hard and fast. There's no conversation. There's no niceties. It's just, let's get to it. Boom. You know, we don't even get names. Well, we know one person's name because they work together. And that one, you're just like, Ben, what the fuck are you doing, son? What are you doing? But, yeah, like, the pace of the film changes, you know? And I think we get different, like, the shots are different now, right? The way it's getting filmed, we're getting a different energy. And so... Yeah, they're, you know, they're talking, they're exploring, they're, they're vibing, man. And, and we just see that grow, see that develop. And it's interesting. You know, because you're trying to... Uh, you, you, you know what I mean? You're trying to connect with someone. But it's not like we get... All the information, you know what I mean? There's no information pamphlet at the beginning of a relationship. Like, okay, so these are the triggers. These are, you know, this is some of the the, 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 the emotional scars this person carries. Like, this this brings them joy. We No one knows that. So you try to work it out as you go along. And they're the, you know what I mean? This is what we're getting shown. This is what we're seeing, right? Sam doesn't like to be kissed in public, you know, which Ben is kind of bigger, right? Got bigger with the, you know what I mean? The, 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 the personality, the, hey, this is me. Which obviously is a projection, but you know he doesn't quite at first get the you know no kissing in public kind of thing. It's kind of like you know you you try and be like oh I thought everyone liked that you don't like that huh okay and it's not like ugh I need to end this but you're just trying trying to work it out. But we see those you know. Everything, all the workings, all the intricacies. And I really enjoyed that about this film. That it's not 
like it's not saccharine, it's not glossy, you know, it's not trying to give you this false perception of of interactions, of relationships, of love, right, it's just trying to go, this is our interpretation, this is how we perceive it, right, and it, look, it's going to be different for everyone, which we understand, which we get, which is fine, people, but it's always nice to see that honesty on the screen, you know, and yeah, as they're growing together, as they're moving together, you know, as they're becoming synchronized, you then see all the the nitty gritty come out, right? Because you then realize, you know, if certain questions get asked, and it's just like, ah, uh, you know, they, they're talking about, oh, when did you, you know, realize you like boys, and kind of Ben. He skirts around the question a few times. But then, when you know, he gets pushed a bit more. And it's just like, ooh, the pain. Right? And the way, the moment is kind of short. And the room is, you know, they're in the room, sitting on the bed. Um, Well, Sam's in bed. Sam, Ben's sitting on the edge. And it's kind of dark. You can cut, you see them, but there's silhouette, right? So we don't really get the expressions and stuff, but you don't need it. And I think that was a good way of shooting it. But it's that kind of, you know I mean, that it's that thing where, ugh, how can I tell you this shit? Like, I don't know if I want to tell you this shit. So it's just like, yo, don't, uh, don't look at me. I need to, if I'm going to say this shit, I can't, uh, you know what I mean? And, and it, it, it always feels like there's this shadow, there's this blanket over you as you're trying to explain something that's real raw. You know, that is that real connective tissue to you. And you want to get through it as quick as possible, but you want to be honest about it. And yeah, it is always kind of cloaked. So I thought that was a great way of doing that, having that scene. But, you know, we don't get the full story, but we get a sense of, and Sam realizes that. But it's just like, you know what I mean? Once the revelations, once the, you know, the curtain gets drawn back. Now, what happens, right? You mean, do you hide from it? Do you go with it? And we see them sharing, right? So, I mean, Sam had shared a story earlier, and obviously it wasn't a full story. So then there's a moment where he, he, you know, tells it all. And it's just like, oh, you know what I mean? It's starting off in a way, and you're like, okay, all right, it's cool. And then the ending, you're just like, 
Oh, god damn it, man. Fuck. But it is, it's, I think in certain moments you don't know how to act. And it's not because you don't have the empathy. You don't feel for it. But it's different people have different reactions, different needs. Right, and I think we see all of that here, which is, you know what I mean, great, because there's this, there's a moment later on in the film, which is a, a, a call back to Sam's revelation, right, it's a call back to that moment, and it's just, I think as soon as you, the thing happens, you're like, oh, okay, Alright, and so you're looking to see how this now plays out And, yeah, I, you know what I mean, I liked it Because it was visceral, you know what I mean It was straight, it was instantaneous It was, And it was that thing that you'd be like, I understand that, I get that But then, you know what I mean How does Ben counter to that? And we see that, and again, it, it you know what I mean it, It's just... Yeah, I think it captures these moments really well. It's like the uncomfortableness of meeting friends. And especially when, I think, you know what I mean? It's an interracial situation. And sometimes, right, you you go out with someone and you're, you're with their friends, but all their friends are, you know, a different domination of you. And it's like, hmm. And the way it is, it's just uncomfortable, right? I've I've been in situations where, yo, it it was kind, it got foul, got foul. But you're kind of trapped. You can't leave because you're in the middle of nowhere, and it's uncomfortable as a motherfucker. And you just want. The other person to see it, get it, change that shit, right? But they don't always do that. And so we're seeing all of this. We're seeing this. And it's great because everyone can understand. You don't have to be gay to get the film, to emphasize with the film, to feel, you know, because it really depicts. Just these interactions, these relationships so well, right? The goofy moments, the painful moments, the sad moments, you know, it's called all of that, you know, and yeah, it's just well captured, you know, really well captured. Like sometimes music and films can jar the hell out of me, right? I'm just like, like that kind of ruins that scene. Or, you know what I mean? It overpowers the actual visible, you know, connections that we are having at this moment in time. Like, what are you doing? But I think with this one, no. It it really, it works. The songs they use, and there's only, I don't know, two? I think there's two, maybe three. But they worked perfectly with the moment, 
They worked perfectly with the moment and they really helped with the feelings, you know? And so, yeah, I appreciate that. It just, it works on a lot of different levels, you know, works on a lot of different levels. And I like the way, uh, you know, the scenes are often framed. You know, there's a great scene with, um, you know, Ben and his sister Amber. They're sitting, I think it must be Central, it might be Central Park, right? And they're um, by on a bench by a tunnel. So you've got the darkness of the tunnel and they're in kind of dappled sunlight talking and we're kind of away from them you know it's not a close in shot but it works really well right and yeah it's just we have some really great beautiful moments on the screen like visually and yeah people you should check this out right you should definitely check it out like Ah, they're in the garden, Ben's with his mum and his sister, and they're running around, and I really liked the the way the camera's moving and capturing that scene, it's a great scene, really is, it really captures that moment, the happiness of that moment, but also the, like, I feel... As they're coming to terms with these different things that have impacted their lives. Because there's a few things. And we get the intensity of those moments. The film even... God damn, like, it's the one thing. It ends on two of these friggin' moments. Ends on two of these moments, man. And I feel that there is one... That we're not quite sure. You know. I think there's one moment. Where we're not quite sure. How it's all going to go down. And. Uh, we, we have Sam getting advice. From Ben's mum. But yeah. We, we, we're then left. We're then left of that moment. And you're like god damn it. And um. We've also got Ben at the very end. And we, you, you know what I mean? You're just like, ah, oh, what happens? But I think with that moment, you you had the feeling, I right, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. We're fine. We're cool here. You know? But it, it was an interesting way to end the film. But it was, you know, I think it works. It works to kind of, you know, frame it on these two moments. And it's interesting. So people, Cicada. Now, I'm not sure we're getting any more screenings during the festival... And I don't have any more information on release dates, people. But as soon as we do, we will put it out there. And just keep an eye out for it, okay? Because this is a... Yeah, this is a real nice film. 
It's a real nice film. I think if you like stuff like Princess Sid, right? I don't know why, but Princess Sid really comes to mind watching this film. And it's not it's not really the same, but it's got that kind of similar vibe. The same with Monsoon, because that was a film about people I think looking for something and connecting. So yeah, if you like those two films, then I feel that this this will resonate with you. Okay? So yeah. Keep an eye out, and when you find it, people, soak it in. All right? So there you go. Cicada. Okay, so people, today we got a couple of interviews. So um, we're done with the reviews now. So sit back and enjoy these interesting, odd, and fun conversations. Hello. Hi, Matt. Welcome to Echo Chamber. Thank you for uh, stopping by. Appreciate that. Oh, that's, that's fine, yeah. So, so <laughs> what <laughs> the sound for the mute for the future? How the hell did all of that come about? Because yeah, you went a completely different approach to, um, you know, I guess the um, typical music documentary that people might be accustomed to. Yeah, well, I mean, you've got to bear in mind I've, I've been making films and installations and photography and performance since the late 80s, um, and I've not stopped. So I've developed a, a, a particular way of working, which is a Matt Hulse wave making films and telling stories um, which is uh, unique and I think validated by the fact that uh, Experimenter chose it as their one feature to represent that way of working in the UK um, at this time. Um, so I'm really proud of that. Um, and it's really important to me that the film itself is a, is a lesson in filmmaking um, for the viewer. So if I've done my job right, um, essentially I, I will have answered uh, most of the questions that you may have, um, which may sound arrogant, but it's, that's, that's the job, as I see it, of the filmmaker is to, to really share process. Um, it's not every, every filmmaker's um, way of working. Obviously, many work from scripts or from stories, but in my case, I'm working from the material of my own life and... Mm um to an extent material of my f my uh family who to the extent that they they agreed to participate um they all had the option to contribute as much or as little as they wanted um and so i was then uh charged with the job of piecing that material together a bit like someone might be given loads of scraps and told to make a suit um that that's how it how I work. I don't. I don't script things so much in advance. I work spontaneously and um, respond to the material as it appears, and then put things rub, rub things against each other in the edit and see how it feels and what kind of uh, connections are made. Um, but I would say every single thing in that film is is based on on a true story, if you like. I mean, so I know that some of the things just jump out like 
randomly like the instant whip um video <laughs> but you know that that's because instant whip was very was a really key thing in 1979 to us kids um and i just wanted to represent that without explaining it and anyone else who's ever tasted instant whip will oh yeah i know instant whip <laughs> <laughs> so, so hopefully when that came up you had a visceral reaction <laughs> held, held back to your childhood <laughs> vomited in the bathtub <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, it, that's what i'm trying to do you know it no it, it you know i mean because i never watched trailers or read the blur before. I just, if something grabs my eye, it seems compelling, I'll check it out and I want to experience it. So, you know, as I said, it doesn't follow the, the traditional path, but it's just, it's enjoyable. Yeah. And it's fun. You, you're watching it and you're like, I don't know what's happening, but this, like, I, I'm not walking away. I'm not, I can't keep my eyes off the screen. It's, it's, and where's Toby? <laughs> In that sense, it works as a sort of psychological thriller as well, doesn't it? Because you're trying to, it's like a kind of surreal version of, um, oh, what's that film, the, the, um, where the guy's in the police question in the in the room and he's got to piece together the story from everything he sees around him um usual suspects yeah it's like a sort yeah, yeah, yeah. camp pop art version of, of that in some ways um well yeah we were thinking do you gonna pull your face up at the end and be like i'm toby <laughs> 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 i hadn't thought of that, that right you, you can uh, you can direct the next one um <laughs> Yeah, that's a good idea, like like the sort of in Scooby-Doo or something. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed your podcast, by the way. Um, uh, yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that you um, checked it out. Not Like, not every director and stuff does, so, you know. Of course, of course they don't. But, no, I sent it through to the editor as well. He, he really enjoyed it. Um, he, he, I think what comes across so clearly is, like, you're, you're really enjoying the process of being a bit confused. But the, you, it's really clear that you you kind of like the process, <laughs> yeah. like the company, you know, and that, that's that's really nice because uh, I think if the film's approached as a kind of um, in a conventional way, it's good. It'll just won't work, you know, for that that audience mindset. Well, to be like, not all the traditional music documentaries are interesting. A lot of times you watch them and you're just like, oh. God damn it. And it always feels like they're leading things. And I'm like, I want the true story. Give mm. me the true. And with your your piece, you know, your sister, your mum, they're like giving, like, you fit business thing. You say it sounds like, ah, oh, it might sound a bit ludicrous, but no, everything you did believe happened. Even the, you know, the San Francisco Friars. Yeah, you just think like, yes, I imagine all of that took place because this is insane. He's talking to a Snoopy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't quite see it, I'll bring him out. <laughs> there he is, Kevin. Ah, uh, there's yeah, there was the fear at the end. Well, I guess spoiler alert, he didn't die in the fire. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, that was the most conventional part of the film. The, uh, the fact that the dog is, you know, survives the flames of doom. <laughs> but it was just in the shop. He's getting tailored, and I was like, I've not even had a tailored suit like that. God damn it, Snoopy! 
<laughs> oh man. But yeah. no, it was how long did it take you to piece it all together? Um, well, I first started thinking about a film in 2010. So, I mean, you know, a decade, but we're obviously not doing 24 seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It kind of took, and then it took a different, got into a different pace sort of mid, sort of, um, 2015 when, when, uh, started working with a, a couple of producers and trying to get funding and all of that. So then it kind of took, it had a different energy at that point. Um, but yeah, the very the original concept for it actually was uh, this band called Luft from Switzerland got in touch and said, "Could uh, via MySpace and said, could they do a cover of one of the hippie songs?" Oh, said, yeah, that that would be awesome. Um, and then I thought, hang on, if they're going to go to the trouble of doing that, maybe I'll go to Switzerland and film them doing it. Just and then I thought, oh yeah, of course, this could be a film where. Mm -hmm. Fans cover the hippies' songs and then the hippies reform in their forties, early fifties, and cover their songs in return. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that a kind of music exchange. And that I think would have been a really nice yeah. film in, it, in itself. Um, Sequel? Yeah, well, maybe or or, or or that sort of format and structure for for something else. Maybe, it, hmm. maybe that's a sort of exportable concept. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So so, but that's that's. I like the fact that it, the heart of it is the cassette. It comes from the music and yeah, I'm really spinning it out, you know, from those three songs. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do, I can't help it. That's what, I do. that's what my brain is like and, and, and you have suffered the results. <laughs> I, I mean, it. look, I, I, I thought that the Bros documentary from last year might have been the, the weirdest music documentary I ever saw. Stand down, bros. That's what I say. Stand down. The, the war is won. <laughs> what did the kids think? Oh, I think this is our last question. Ever. Okay, what did the kids think? I mean, it's, that's really you'd need to ask them, and that can probably be arranged if you really want to know what they think. Um, uh, they, they just... I think hopefully you can see it in the film. By the end of it, they really, really enjoyed it and they relax into it. You see that they're starting to take ownership of their own ideas and performance. And that was all really facilitated by working with Vicky Mohyadeen, who uh, is a brilliant, you know, um, youth uh, theatre worker. Um, that's not so much my expertise, so I had her help with that. And um, I think they, I mean, the, the drummer of Generation Riot, Shades, her, her, she, <laughs> her Instagram account is now Shades. She's basically <laughs> become this character. And I don't know, I guess she'll, whether she'll carry on with the band, but maybe. So it might be that they really do become a real band. That would be great. It that would, would yeah, I mean, that would be a perfect. Yeah. Where will people be able to see this, Mike? Um, I'm not sure. It's quite early days. Um, hopefully, having this screening at Experimental, Experimental will give it a you know, better chance of being picked up by other festivals. Um, Rotterdam have always been supportive of my work. I think they'll probably pick it. Um, and yeah, I mean, the producers are trying to get it onto TV and so on, but I think it's going to be a tough one. <laughs> Because, you know, Netflix ain't ready for this kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe.
maybe not. Maybe. Hey, look. Looking at some of the content on there, who knows? But um, listen, like when you have something firmed up, let us know, and we'll put that out there into the world. Like your social media and everything will be in the episode details, so um, yeah, people can follow you and find out what you're doing next. Brilliant. And if, if you want to do, a, do, do something podcasty, I'd be happy to to do that as well. Yeah, we'll do that. Cool. We'll do that. That, this is great. Thank you, man. Appreciate the time. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, thanks for your enthusiasm, your warm enthusiasm. <laughs> God damn it, man. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, man. Uh, that's all I can say. I'm really sorry. But I hope you've, you've coped. You seem, you know, you seem all right today. Uh, it's all it's all a facade, Harry. It's all a facade. <laughs> like, where did this come from? You know how how did you? But you know, like you, when whenever you speak to these people about oh, how do I write a film and how do they're like write from what you know. And <laughs> but sometimes it's just like you know you might not know it, but the story is that like yeah, where where did this all? There's all it just all worked. It all worked all the way through. Oh, thanks, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, well, it it came from um, several very personal experiences, um, uh, which kind of made me want to learn more about about dementia in this instance, young onset dementia. Um, so then I, I went on a really long period of research and spent a long time, years, several years, with um, you know, with people who are living with dementia. And it was incredibly profound and kind of life-changing experience. Uh, and I wanted to, um, I wanted to make a film that honoured that experience, basically. Um, uh, so yeah, so it's a, it's a very personal film. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, there's we there's been kind of a few other things dealing with the you know the subject matter, but. I think with this film, like from the beginning, just the conversation in the van, straight away, we kind of get their dynamic. We get that relationship. And I think that's very important. There's a lot of times you see these interactions and you just think, I don't buy them as a couple. You know, or, ah, the conversation, like people don't talk like that. What's that? That's great. But like, from the beginning, we're, we're in. Then you give us the bl bloody lost moment, which is like, where is he? Where is he? <laughs> but even that, like just watching, because I love the way you framed it through the window screen and we just see Colin just run over and just that, right? It is the embrace and then, you know, Tusker, like, Tusker, like that's a crazy name. I've never come across her, but yeah, we see him, but and it's just like you just feel the emo, you just feel that moment, that kind of thing right there. So you you manage to just give us this believable situation, this couple that kind of resonated, and it, you know. You can watch it. It doesn't matter your sexuality watching this film because you just feel it. You're with these guys all the way through. How the hell you do that, man? What was the process? <laughs> uh, well, thanks. I mean, just I, I just work really hard. 
to try and write a script, <laughs> and, uh, write a script and, and create two characters that felt, you know, that believable. And I was really lucky to work with a couple of actors so amazing at their jobs. I mean, that's really, that's really what it was. Um, but I mean, I, I'm glad that you say all that because I think certainly with a film like this, it, you know, it's a two-hander, it's intimate, it's quite, you know, it's, it's about, you know, some, some heavy stuff um, and also some light stuff. Like, there's nowhere to hide, really. No. You know, these two characters have to be believable. Their relationship has to feel completely, like, lived in, you know what I mean? Um, or, or the whole thing breaks down very quickly. Um, so we just worked... I don't, can't think of anything specifically other than the fact we just... I worked really hard throughout the script writing process and also, you know, directing those two guys to get that right. And also they, as you probably know, they know they've known each other for 20 years. They're, like, best yeah. mates in your life. So we were lucky because, you know, that, that shared history they have together, you know, they could, they could sort of, um, you know, you can mine stuff from that quite naturally. Um, and you just, and then I suppose it's that you give, give the actors, give the performers the space and the, like, the air to work, to work and be, uh, and be natural. Um, that's always helped me as an actor. So, um, yeah, I think it was a combination of all of that, really. Okay. Yeah, how much room do you give you know, the, the actors with the script so they can absorb those lines and just bring them to life. Like, what, what is that? How, what's the gap there? And was there any kind of, Harry, we, we think we'd say this in this situation. That's my Colin Firth, by the way. Yeah, I feel, I feel it's spot on, right? Um, it, um, well, I think it varies from project to project, is the honest answer. In this instance, like, we... They came on board in the February and we filmed in the September. So there was quite a few months in between. They were working on other jobs. We rehearsed quite a bit before we shot. Um, so yeah, they had they had a bit of time um, and we sort of reshaped the script a little bit together. But like you say, I mean, I think it's important to, um, well, I think if you allow actors to um, have a bit of a bit of freedom with the dialogue and how uh, and how that is, um, that takes place then it sometimes can can um, manifest like really brilliant results you know because ultimately you just want it to be natural in this instance and so if if a turn of phrase isn't quite sticking um then you know just you change it and make it as natural as you can but but actually do you know what genuinely making this there wasn't a huge amount of off scripted stuff it it, it kind of is sort of as scripted really um, and it's just a testament to how good they are that they make that feel, you know, completely natural and, um, you know, alive all the time. Yeah, like one, oh, I think there was the moment when um, Tusker says, I'm, I'm becoming a passenger and I don't want a bit. That was just like, oh, God damn it. God, that, and I loved, like, towards the end, when he wakes up and hears that piece. And that kind of felt the, okay, I'm, you know what I mean? Bye. Yeah. Right, it was that silent bye. And look, I understand, we'll do it your way yeah. kind of thing. And there didn't need to be that many more words after. It was kind of just said with that. And it was just like, mm -hmm. <laughs> God yeah, damn it. Yeah, well, I think that's always the plan, really. You know, it's, it's a visual medium, isn't it? So you, <laughs> you want to make, make that speak for you in a way. But I think also, you know, like 
every ending is a new beginning. And I think that was what I was really focusing on writing that, you know, the, the ending of the film, because there's a lot that is unsaid and a lot that isn't wrapped up. And obviously we don't, you know, there's only so much that I allow the audience to see of what <coughs> it is, which I think is, which I always thought was interesting because I like the idea that you, that it's almost like a gift from me to you in that instance. You're giving the audience the story and allowing the audience to take it with them out of the cinema and, and make their own mind up about how it, you know, how it plays out. I think that's sometimes quite a beautiful thing to do if you, if you can. Um, yeah, but it, sh it should feel, and I hope it does feel kind of, yeah, like it's elegant and poetic because that's kind of what mm. I was going to do. Oh, yeah, no, it definitely Last works. question now, if that's okay, Kevin. Just last question, if that's all right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. no worries. Yeah, no, that definitely um, played out, you know, with, with, with uh, you know, him playing the piece at the end. That, that was great. And um, so th th this is with Amazon, is that right? It's with Studio Canal in the UK. Studio Canal. Yeah, yeah. So, um, people, when will people be able to uh, see this, man? The 20th of November. Uh, it's going to be released in cinemas up and down the country on the 20th of November. Yeah. So look out for it. It should, uh, should hope, hopefully be everywhere. Hopefully everyone will uh, be able to see it. So yeah, that's uh, that's the plan. Ah, fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I, I think this. I think people are going to resonate with this, man. I mean, yeah. It, oh, it, Cheers, Kevin. It's been a really good piece. Really ah, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate your time, man. Not at all. Nice to speak to you. All right, you too. Take care. Thanks, Kevin. Right. Bye. Okay, people. So yeah, that is us. We are done for another day. Man, people, you need to check these films out, okay? All the films mentioned today are very good. So, highly recommend them. Um, oh, for the Supernova and... Um, gosh, the other film. Oh, my God. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> Oh my days, sounds, yes, sounds, check out Sundays and Saturdays editions, so that's episodes four and five, right, and you will get those films, you know, so um, yeah, people do that, and um, we will be back tomorrow with more, I know there should be at least one film, trying to work on an interview, we will see what happens, but Regardless, people, we will see you tomorrow, all right? Check the BFI website, get all that screening information, go and enjoy films, have fun, people, good night. <laughs>